Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. Right on. Hello. I am Alicia McCormack. I am the host of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Thank you so much for spending this little brief moment in time with me, wherever you may be listening right now. If you're in a train or a bus situation, give someone a wink across the aisle from you. I dare you. Zazzle up their day, they'll be going, what's that lady or gent? Why are they winking at me? Are they as weird as me? Probably. I always say it blocks out the crazies and um, <laughs> I've seen a few this week on London public transport. Can I just say? Early in the Save the Date Wedding podcast history, I recorded an episode called Wedding Expectations and How to Smash Them. And I was delighted to have on Charlie Beard from London Bride. She's a wedding blogger and a wedding planner. And we were really very keen to be quite candid and honest about wedding expectations and what we place upon ourselves when planning a wedding and also the expectations that other people place upon us when planning a wedding. And I I talk about this because sometimes I think my expectations in general life of other people far exceed their behavior. And that makes me sound all hoity-toity, but just go with me here. Last night, I went to a pump class at the local leisure center, the fitness center, and I, I really like exercising. And I really think that when you sign up for a class, you should be there 100%. You should give it your best. You should focus and just enjoy that 45 minutes or an hour to do exactly what you're there to do. And that's either relax if you're doing yoga, um, you know, work work on your poses, make sure you're focused. If you're working out, if you're doing an insanity class or something, go nuts, work hard. And one thing that really I find very strange is that people that pack up during the warm down, like the class ends and suddenly they're up on their feet and they're stepping over all of us who are doing the gentle stretches to put away their workout equipment. Now, if the class had gone over time, fine, everyone's got somewhere to be and do things. But I was lying there last night after doing this kick-ass workout, feeling really annoyed with these other people who were stepping over me to put their weights back at the at the back of the room and thinking, two minutes, you just had to wait two minutes. And also, cool down's really important. If you don't stretch, you're going to be really sore tomorrow. And I hope you are. There it is. My bad attitude. What's this got to do with wedding planning, you're saying? What is she talking about? Well, I was reassessing, I was lying there having my little internal anger management issue with these people and then thinking a little bit about how those people would have no idea that I was offended that they were stepping over me during my special cool down time and how a lot of the time when we are shitty with someone or we they do not exceed our expectations or reach our expectations that, well, if you don't communicate it, then how are they or we to know? So I was thinking about weddings again and how a lot of us place bizarro rules on ourselves and on this big day. And if you don't communicate with other people about these rules, such as your parents and family or friends when it comes to bridesmaids and groomsmen, then how are they supposed to know how to act and how are you supposed to know how to act? There it is. It's a big question. That's that's my that's my circular motion of thinking about people that leave workouts too early and how we are all coming across these sort of problems when planning our weddings because we don't communicate properly. 
There it is. Today on the show, I am, it's a bit of a general episode, actually. I know I usually do quite tight themes, but I have this sort of page of ideas that I would like to share with you. So let's go with me on it. <laughs> I promise it will make sense. Just of based around the ideas of, of breaking a couple of wedding rules, of, of, of slightly bending traditions, I would say, is the best way to put it. Looking at how under planning, and I know I talk a lot about planning on this web, this wedding podcast. What am I doing? She's forgotten what she's doing. It's a wedding podcast today. That's what we're doing. How under planning can sometimes lead to some of the best, most memorable moments in life in general, but also on your wedding day. But before we jump into the episode itself, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you, the people that have been writing me emails and questions and contacting me via savethedatepodcast.com slash connect. I just take a big breath then. It was a lot, a lot of information. This morning I got up and um, I've got a bit of a routine in the morning. I like to get up. I get up straight away when the alarm goes because I don't want to get sleepy and I make a cup of coffee and I go through my emails and because I'm in, I'm in London, I receive a lot of emails overnight from my Australian and US and Canadian and all the other parts of the world uh, listeners. So it's like a little, it's like every morning, it's like an email birthday present. I get these emails and I'm so excited to hear what you've all been up to and uh, read your questions and try and formulate new episode ideas about around what you guys are writing to me. So this morning I had three really solid kick-ass questions from listeners and also some really nice little emails attached to them, which is always delightful. And I'm going to save the Q&A for uh, future episodes. But Claire says to me, and Claire's written to me and she is a, uh, she's a realtor, says her email signature, very professional. She says, Alicia, I got engaged very unexpectedly over Christmas and found your podcast, which I now listen to almost every day whilst walking the dog. Thank you for starting and ending my day off so well. I love your humor. And yes, you should be able to swear like a trucker in your own podcast without bleeping it out if you want to. <laughs> Thank you so much, Claire. And I will get to your question, which is a, which is a ripper in my next Q&A episode. But I really appreciate you taking the time to write that to me because I know our time is very precious and I know sometimes writing emails can be annoying. However, I do always reply to your emails so if and Facebook messages and Twitter, so if you write to me, you'll be getting a guaranteed response. Nancy contacted me via Save the Date Facebook page, which is just facebook.com slash save the date podcast. Very easy. She says, hello, Alicia. I felt the urgent need to write to you today and thank you for your last podcast. I usually listen to your podcast on the tube. That's the train or at the gym. They make both experiences less painful. Oh, I like that, Nancy. So I wanted to thank you because you mentioned Canva.com. I wanted to DIY my invitations to cut costs, but I didn't really like the free printables I found online and I was freaking out a bit. But this website is amazing. So thank you for solving my problem. There you go. Uh, Nancy, thank you so much for sending me that message. It was a delight to read that you've had some success with Canva. I'm a big fan of Canva.com. It is absolutely free. And if you are no good with the old Photoshop, or even if you are good and you want to make something really quickly, I highly recommend visiting um, Canva.com. It's actually an Australian website. 
I have no affiliation with them. I'm just a fan. And uh, you might see some of my show episode art and some of the twi- the Twitter stuff I put up and on Facebook. I make that all on Canva. It's very easy to use. And they also have, if you want to create a card or a Facebook post or a Twitter post, it is actually, um, you can click on a box and it will give you the exact dimensions that you need to make that work because eh, they're all different. Let's just say that they're all different and it can be quite annoying trying to get all the dimensions right. If you want to make a beautiful card for your bridesmaids or your husband-to-be, your wife-to-be, they've got really nice templates as well that you can drag and drop just like that. My final little audience connection was a tweet from Pippa during the week. She says, Alicia, I tried the pawpaw. It is life-changing! exclamation mark. Thank you, Pippa. If you don't know what I'm talking about, a couple of uh, shows back, I did a bridal wedding and beauty episode with my friend makeup artist Alicia Poxrucker. I only interview people with my name, of course. And Alicia and I recommended a an Australian product, which is a pawpaw balm, which we said is our miracle, cheap, wonderful product that is in a bright red container. I will link to it again in my blog, but it is it is life-changing, Pippa. You are right, and I'm so happy that someone has purchased this product because I use it all the time. If you haven't heard the episode, go back and listen because it's a great episode with filled with things that you can do for your skin and your body without spending a lot of money. And this is coming from Alicia. Alicia Poxrucker, this wonderful lady I've had on the show, she's a good friend, but she's also worked on some crazy films and TV shows. She has done a lot of famous people's makeup and has a lot of things to say about the importance of skincare and how easy it is to look after your skin, but how you must start doing it prior to your wedding, before, like the week before. You've got to get into a bit of a regime. And I'm not talking about buying expensive things. There's little, little delicate, subtle things you can do to make yourself glow and look non-spotty and uh, non-crusty on your wedding day. So thank you, Pippa, for getting in touch. I'm so happy that you like the pawpaw, as I do too. Now to today's show. Here's two words you don't see together very often, free and wedding. This Save the Date podcast is and always will be free, and it's all about weddings. Smash that one. I have a wonderful same-sex civil partnership episode that's all about planning a gay wedding and uh, going to a gay wedding, all all facets of same-sex weddings coming up very soon. But I wanted to quickly talk about how you can add a layer of inclusion, a layer of respect for your gay family and friends into your wedding service. Now, when Rich and I were planning our wedding in Australia, and I'm not, I, I would, I'd need to get uh, good, uh, my good friend Josh Withers back on to talk about this, and I will ask him next time he's on the show. But in Australia, the celebrant is legally, when you're having a marriage, is legally required to say that marriage is between a man and a woman, which I don't uh, necessarily agree with. You might be highly religious and have different thoughts. I don't. I think you should be able to marry whoever you want to marry. And when it came time for us to write our vows and uh, work through our ceremony with our wonderful celebrant, Vanessa Ballard, we decided to include a, a little piece of text, basically, for Vanessa to read out about how much we wanted to reflect on our gay friends and how much they meant to us and how we felt that the text that was being written out was sort of discriminatory. 
So maybe this doesn't interest you. Totally cool if not. But I just wanted to share with you very briefly that little piece of writing that we uh, sort of used. We got ideas from all over the internet and then put it into our own words because there are lots of options. There are lots of ways to say this if this is important to you. So let me just let me just read this to you. And I won't do it as justice that Vanessa did on the day because she did a bloody good job. Here it is. Family and friends, there are many ways in which human beings find love. Love is not selective. Love does not discriminate between one person and the next. The permutations and combinations of couplings come in all varieties, colours, shapes, sizes and genders. Before I launch into the ceremony proper, with its prescribed language and terminology, I would like to express on behalf of Alicia and Richard and this gathering that we recognize and embrace all the love relationships here today. And that was just our little way we wanted to do it. Now, again, there's 50 different ways you could say that if that's what you want to say, but it was really important to us on the day that we expressed that because, you know, there are so many people that have lived their lives without the opportunity to get up and express their love to each other in front of their family and friends. And I think that sucks. And I'm so happy that we're seeing such a change in our society and we're embracing all unions. And I can only hope it will continue and grow. It has to. Equality. That's what we're all about. So there it is. That's one thing I've been wanting to share with you. And of course, I'll be talking about it again in the future. But I just thought it was worth a mention because it's something that I know a few people that have been at the service had said, oh, can I have that text? Can I have that text I want to put in my wedding? And I felt pretty chuffed about that. Are you planning to do that? I would love to hear about how your variations of wording are being added to your service because, gosh, there are so many great options online. I know Josh Withers in the uh, Celebrant Selection episode that I had a couple of weeks ago, Josh has a whole lot of wonderful vows and options on his website that you can check out if you are struggling for creative ways um, to create your wedding service. Very, very important. Now, I understand a lot of you who are listening would have already been proposed to. Perhaps you haven't and you're just really ready to get planning whenever that happens. And I was reading a a fantastic article recently on the wedding website called A Practical Wedding. If you haven't visited it before, I will, uh, of course, link to it in the blog. It is one of those wedding websites that isn't just about wedding. It's very, oh, so involved. I, I can spend a lot of time reading these amazing essays and blog posts on a practical wedding and get totally sucked into the vortex where I forget the time and then come out going, oh my gosh, it was amazing. And I was reading a a blog, a very honest blog about proposals and why there aren't more women proposing to their blokes. I think females proposing to men is brilliant and there aren't enough women that I hate saying ballsy because it's not about being ballsy, but who are open-minded enough to give it a crack. So, um, yeah, it really, it, it really resonated with me about gender roles in weddings and about how we are really stuck, you know, stuck and sort of stymied in what we should do because someone else said we should do it. So if you are a lady that has proposed to her man, I would desperately love to talk to you on the podcast. If you're interested, I promise I don't bite. I would just like to share that with my listeners because 
We need to be, I think the theme, I said at the beginning of this episode, maybe I don't have a theme for this episode, but maybe it's the theme is being more open-minded. We should be more open-minded and opportunistic when it comes to wedding planning and opportunity, I mean opportunistic in the sense of jumping into these opportunities that are what life presents us. These are moments that you you need to embrace and this just came to mind then, I, you know, of course, we go back to Sex in the City. Miranda proposes to Steve at a bar, I think. They're sitting at a, a bar and they're having this wonderful moment about saying what they don't want their marriage or what their their future to be like together. And she just sort of bullets it out. I think that's the most honest sort of time where you have been, you're in a moment and it just happens. So, yeah, I, I would really like to um, explore that more. There you go. Just a thought. I, I sometimes get a bit, not concerned, but I look at proposals and they seem really manufactured and that can be wonderful. But also, the, as I said, the best moments in life are when we're not planning, when we are just doing and being and you can't manufacture that. So yeah, it's lovely to have these amazing proposals. I love reading amazing proposal stories and sometimes it's wonderful to see these these moments come to, to fruition when people have put a lot of time into them. But also it's sort of nice to be in your element and not have a camera in your face because this is very popular now to have proposal paparazzi, they call them, where you've got someone watching you. But also Rich proposed to me in a hotel room in Florence. It was amazing. I was not expecting it. I was totally lost in that moment and I'm so glad no one was there to share it with us. And I'm so glad no one took a photo of it. We took heaps of photos standing on the balcony in this beautiful hotel uh, later on and I ran around telling everyone I was engaged. Total Italian strangers had no idea what I was talking about, but it was our moment. And I'm certainly not saying if you've had a photo taken and you've captured that moment, that's wonderful. I'm, I think it's absolutely amazing to be able to show people that because God, I mean, you know, especially those moments that you're not expecting, but just also to say that there are moments in wedding planning and in your relationship that you don't need to broadcast. Just hold it tight. Keep it, keep it to yourself. Also, Rich and I made this sort of decision. We were on this, this amazing holiday. We had worked our asses off to go on this holiday. Crazy, crazy saving. You know, it was amazing. But we decided not to tell anyone we were engaged for sort of two or three days later because it was really special. It was like I didn't want to tell anyone. I just wanted to walk around this days of love and eat paninis, which I did. A lot of them. Luckily, I was walking a lot too. Here's a bit of a topic jump now. I want to talk about wedding registries and thinking about how they can help you in your life after your wedding, because that's what a wedding registry is. It's going around. It used to be in the olden days, the olden times, you would go to a department store. Maybe you still do. I know that they obviously, all the big department stores run registries, but you would go and select household items. But realistically, a lot of us have been living with our partner for the some time and perhaps don't need four new dinnerware sets. Perhaps you do. Good luck to you. Maybe you entertain a lot and want to have very different play settings each time. Probably not a good use of money. However, if you are looking at what is the best wedding registry to use? I will be talking a lot about this in the future in, in a future episode, but I just wanted to talk to you about Amazon registries because... <laughs> I'm an Amazon affiliate, which means every time if, if if I put it, I usually recommend books. As I've said before, I love reading and I love to recommend you books. So if you were to purchase a book via SaveTheDatePodcast.com, 
I get about three and a half cents. So I, but I thank you for that. Thank you for using those links, the people that are using them, because I really appreciate it. So I was having a snoop around uh, Amazon and I saw Amazon gift registries. And I'd never really taken a lot of time having, you know, I'm having already been married and no one's making a registry for me. I'd never really had a little snoop around on the Amazon registries. And, um, and I lingered and I learnt. And in true Amazon fashion, there are some pretty interesting lists of the most popular things people buy, which I thought I'd like to share with you. You know, fun facts. And I thought it might inspire you if you are doing your own registry, what perhaps you could add to your registry, whether it's Amazon or not. It's no skin off my nose whether you go with Amazon or the other hundred million uh, websites that you can register on. But what I did find interesting on Amazon is uh, how they can go about when you do the registry. You can also, bizarrely, this is pretty cool, you can add, it's called a universal registry. So if you want to use the Amazon registry registration process, but then there is something that's not on Amazon, you can go to any other website and link back to it and it will appear on your Amazon list and the item will be purchased via the other website but it will be uh, all collated in the one list so it's not confusing for your guests. I thought that was quite a good option. Here are some things that I was just thinking. Here's some products that I would suggest if you if you've got everything you need for the home, here are some extra things that I think are pretty cool. One is a KitchenAid mixer. I received one on my 30th birthday. It's possibly one of the best gifts I've ever been given. All my girlfriends and my dad all put money in and they bought me this bright red KitchenAid mixer and it's my child. It is my substitute child. I make everything in this thing and uh, you can buy all these additional things that you can stick on. You can make it an ice cream maker and then you can have a meat mincer probably not as good a pasta maker you attach their attachments they're called alicia jesus you attach them a great idea if you want something fancy and you don't necessarily want to pay the six or seven hundred bucks for it in real life get your guests to pay for them that's what i'm saying what about a robot vacuum i have never thought that would be a good idea but perhaps after seeing the cat videos it could be something you could purchase for your gift registry get someone else to do it le creuset have you heard of Le Creuset? It's very posh, uh, French. Don't do the accent. Beautiful cast iron, uh, wonderful pots and pans. They're very brightly colored. Again, very nice to look at. Le Creuset, always great. And one thing, gosh, I sound like an Amazon ad, and I don't mean to do this. Let's pretend, just beep out the word Amazon. You can use it anywhere. But if you're going to use a gift registry with a department store, Amazon, wherever, ask them what deals they have attached with these products. If you are to buy something via KitchenAid or Le Creuset or some of the more high-end knives, often they will give you a bonus wedding gift, if you ask for it in that way, that is perhaps, I know Le Creuset had something on Amazon recently where if you bought one of the their big pots that then they would give you a set of smaller ramekins, which is not a lot, but also they're beautiful for free. Again, if you are looking for the knives, you might be able to get a knife sharpener or some sort of case for free. So do take a look when you're, when you're registering this stuff. Make sure you get all the value you can out of your registration. Here's some funny things. Um, <laughs> one, in, in Amazon, they've got the top 100 gifts that people register for, which I think is a great list to check out if you are a bit stuck because it can be overwhelming when you're going, oh, what do we need? What do we want to register for? Number 12 on the most 100 most... Ah, registered things. An extension cord. I get it. We do need extension cords. They're important. 
just not what I was picturing, what people are buying. The number one gift people register for, rice cooker. Yeah. And actually, I love rice cookers because there are lots of tutorials online where you can cook heaps of other dishes in that rice cooker. Treat it like a slow cooker. So double your luck. Um, the, the second most popular in the homewares was a pizza, a pizza stone, which again, I really love because it's very versatile. You know, you can make the crunchiest chips, the fries. You put them on the pizza stone and they cook evenly. There's a secret tip from you for free from me. Also, the fourth most popular is a pastry brush. That's for tight-ass guests. It's about four bucks. So hold on to your hat. If you are looking for something that's very cool, and I know you can buy it directly from their website um, and also on Amazon, is a wonderful game. Board games are amazing. And this one is called Cards Against Humanity. It is one of those board games I cannot... I know I like to swear on this this podcast, but some of the things that happened in this board game, I couldn't say without blushing. It is a question and answer. It's a fantastic board game where you don't actually require boards. They're just cards where you ask each of your guests a series of questions and they have cards that, that display an answer and they have to pick which answer is more relevant for the question. It is so fun. I played it on New Year's Eve with a bunch of friends and we had the best time. Google some of the um, the Cards Against Humanity videos and promotion. It's wonderful. And also, you can go to cardsagainsthumanity.com and you can print out the game for free and they update all of the cards for free. It's an amazing, amazing company and I cannot recommend them enough. Again, I have no affiliation with any of these people. I'm just telling you what I think. So uh, that's gift registries. I'm pretty happy to report... I've explored the Amazon gift registry. One tip I do have if you're looking at other gift registries is to check all the fees and charges for shipping and uh, extra bullshit fees and charges that seem to get stuck onto some of these gift registries. So just make sure you do your homework about what your guests will be paying. Um, sometimes they look really good for you. Obviously, they want your business. But just check the terms and conditions as to what extra charges, like credit card charges. I mean, they're silly. We shouldn't be being paid. We shouldn't be paying credit card charges anymore with big companies. They can pay their own. There it is. Can I make a recommendation that this weekend you take one hour to do something for yourself? I did that very thing. Last weekend, I had a friend who said, hey, you know, Lululemon, the uh, Lululemon Athletica is how you say it, the fitness company, all over the world, they run free yoga sessions where you can pop along to one of the stores out of hours. So for me, it was in London on Sunday morning um, and do a free yoga class. And I'm like, damn straight, I'm going to go along. And get my arm on. I am because I spend so much time in front of that computer screen and so much time, you know, hobnobbing and networking and trying to hustle this website and, and, and podcast out there so I can get new listeners and try and do this for a living. It can be a little stressy. And I thought, what a great opportunity and very clever of Lululemon because, hey, we're in the shop. We'll be doing some downward dogs and, and looking up at their nice, beautiful, clothes and uh, they want us to buy. Of course, everything's about a sale, I'm sure. But also, I really believe the ethos of the company is helping health and encouraging people to have a crack at something they wouldn't normally do. So I know they do this all over the world and uh, it doesn't cost anything. But I wanted to just have a quick special um, thank you to them because Alex, my friend, and I lined up with the other 50 other people that turned up at 10.30 on a Sunday morning out in the cold with their big puffy jackets on. We're in London. And unfortunately, 
unfortunately, the yoga instructor that was that was paid to come along and help us fainted on the train on the way to the to the class, which was terrible for her. And we were like, oh, that's really sad. Okay, we'll come back next week. And the Lululemon company said, no, 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 we've organized for you to all go to a, a yoga studio down the road. So for no, you know, no charge, we went along and we did a class at a very bourgeois, gorgeous looking yoga studio. And that hour and a half, whether you like yoga or you, whether you want to go for a run or whether it's sitting playing PlayStation, but that hour and a half in my own head, stretching my body and a little meditation at the end was really good for me. And I know having planned a wedding and been in that sort of situation where you might get a bit stressed and there's pressure and expectations like I was talking about at the beginning of the show. It is so nice to shut the laptop, put the phone on airplane mode and do something else. And I just think looking after your body and your mind together is the best thing you can do. And that's not about fitness. It's not about weight loss. It's about mind-body connection. And it's about thinking about who you are, what you want, and how good it is to feel relaxed and in tune with yourself. So please, I beg of you, take that time this weekend or after work one night that's just about you and you alone. It's not a couple thing. It's about you doing something that makes you feel really good. And if in doubt, have a glass of wine. There you go. And watch some trash. You know, trash, go into the zone of trash. I did say go to yoga. I probably should stick to that. Now it's gone into going, watch trash TV and drink wine. Not quite what I was planning to say. So there it is. It's a bit of a wishy-washy show this week, but I'm glad I got to say all of that stuff. I'm very impassioned about about adding the, the appreciation of our gay friends into our wedding ceremony. I'm glad I got to share that with you. I think wedding registries, think outside the box with things you want to buy. If you want a couch, get people to pay for that couch. If you want a piece of art, do art. You know, there are so many great galleries. You can go along and find an amazing piece of art that you get to keep for the rest of your life. It's probably nicer than crockery. So think outside the box when it comes to wedding registries and don't be afraid to break the rules a little bit because that's what they're there for, to be broken. Until next week, my pretty lovelies, which always sounds a bit weird when I say that. I wish you the best. Please get in touch. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. And also, if I can ask you finally, if you enjoy this podcast and you know someone that's getting married or on the border of getting married or one day will get married, I would love you to share this with them. Word of mouth is the the easiest way to get the word out. I mean, that sounds silly saying it, but you know, when a friend says, hey, that restaurant's awesome, you should try it. You know, it's far better hearing it from a friend than, uh, you know, an ad. I don't really do ads. So thank you for the people that have shared. And I am truly grateful for you taking the time to listen to this and grateful for your company as well. So until next week, happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.